Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sam. Are you ready? You bitcha. Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A promo. Okay, so today's podcast. I wanted to uh, talk about dreams. Okay. Um, here's why. Here's my reasoning. Not that I need any. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have a podcast. (laughs) Um, okay, so I have just, like, a lot of experience with dreams in general. Like, I'm a dreaming bitch. Okay. (laughs) I am. You're a dreaming machine. Dude, I am. I have, like, I have lucid dreams. I have recurring dreams. Um, I have dreams of things that happen in like things that happen in my dreams and then they end up happening in real life um and I also have so like a source of a lot of my creativity is like I call them more like visions not like that so raven (laughs) I was just gonna say that so raven (laughs) no not quite um but more so like right before I'm about to fall asleep I'll get like very 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 vivid images of things so sometimes it's like um like color combinations sometimes it's furniture sometimes it's clothing sometimes it's like a packaging design and stuff like that so that's I write all that stuff down and then that's usually what will lend to something that I do creatively remember when we were in um acting in grade like 10 to whatever and our teacher would say to do that because that's where all of like your good content comes from is like right before you sleep i agree he's coming through clutch he is he had it all figured out (laughs) frankly um so side note sorry i just want to tell you a story about that please do (laughs) the first like time that he said that i was like a i freaking drank the kool-aid on that class and he had this like specific notebook and so i went downtown to opus and like that bus system was shit (laughs) so i made my way all the way down to opus so i could get that specific notebook with a specific pencil and a specific like artist eraser oh wow yeah i was just you're committed to the dream journal i was committed yeah anyway sorry go ahead (laughs) that's okay um i wanted to talk first about lucid dreaming okay i have no idea what that is nothing at all Mm -mm. okay okay so lucid dreaming is basically um that the dreamer realizes that they're dreaming and in some cases they can actually control the dream as well that's so sick yeah so um the like some people that have lucid dreams claim that they can like learn skills through their dreams and stuff like that so like let's say they weren't very good at driving they'll have lucid dreams where they're like convincing themselves to drive and all this kind of stuff and they'll get better and like more confident at driving through their lucid dreams um but also things like people have claimed to like overcome fears through lucid dreaming because they will basically like because they know they're dreaming so let's say they saw a spider and they were scared of spiders they would just like let the spider crawl all over them because they know it's a dream and they don't care no i would not be doing that i do have (laughs) dreams about spiders and i wake up petrified yeah but it's it's just it's interesting that people actually feel like they've overcome fears like this it's like exposure Um, therapy without being like physically exposed exactly so people do actually use lucid dreaming as therapy oh my goodness it's so odd and then um even things like there was this one uh guy that i was reading about that said that he used lucid dreaming to get over his writer's block Mm -hmm. um it's just so anyways there's all these like benefits that people claim that they get from lucid dreaming I sometimes lucid dream. I'm aware that I'm dreaming, but I 
can't really control much in the dream, but I can wake myself up. How? I literally am just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I I need to wake up. <laughs> Even in slumber, <laughs> you're like, mm-mm, this is not happening. I don't like this anymore. Goodbye. Yeah, dude, because um, a lot of my dreams are always, like, really, like, scary. Like, people are following me or chasing me or trying to kill me or something like that. And so I'll be in a dream and I'll be scared and I will be like, I've had enough. <laughs> Quite frankly, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it. And then I wake up. Um, but let me go back to my notes here. So there has been a bunch of tests done on this because there was a while where people were like, is this real? Or are you just right. like, is this just something that's kind of you're thinking, you're like aware, but you're really not. Um, so they did all these different kinds of tests. One test that they did, uh, they had like, they did brain scans of people um, and they had them clench their fist while they were awake. Mm-hmm. And they saw like what parts of their brain lit up on the scan. And then they had them, they told them to dream about clenching their fist. So if you can control your dreams, then obviously you could just do that. And they would... Put, like go to sleep they would tell them to dream about clenching their fists and the same parts of their brains would light up but their fist in physicality wasn't clenching no <laughs> they're just doing it in their dream <laughs> it's crazy that's so weird there's another um there was a writer her name's celia green and she uh was the first person to link the fact that false awakening is usually really closely linked to lucid dreaming as well so false awakening is where you think you've woken up but you're still dreaming that happens to me dude that happens to me and sometimes it'll happen like two or three times Ugh, i hate it <laughs> it's the worst like you like think you're awake and you're like, okay, I guess I got to get on with my day here. Yes. And, and there'll be times where it's so realistic that I'm, I'm awake. I'm not awake though. And I'm, and I'm recalling what my dream was. Yeah, I do that too. It's so odd. That happened to me not too long ago, actually. I can't remember what it was, but I was like slapping myself in the face in my dream to wake myself up. Mm-hmm. But I thought that I was like, awake doing it yeah and then i realized like however many minutes down the road that i was still in a dream and i hadn't actually woken myself up by slapping myself in the face oh my god it's so odd so i can like the opposite of lucid dream (laughs) but you may be more likely to be able to lucid dream i mean i'm 25 it hasn't happened yet okay but (laughs) there was this psychologist in germany his name was paul tolly or possibly tholy okay and so he he was originally trying to study about whether or not we dream in color or black and white, but he kind of ended up on this like path of learning about um, lucid dreaming. And so he would ask patients to like throughout the day become more conscious and and question whether or not they were dreaming during the day, so that that it would kind of be habit forming, so that when they were asleep, they would be questioning, "Is this a dream?" And then they could bring themselves into lucidity. I'm too sc- okay. Sorry to interrupt. I am too scared. I, in my brain just now, I was like, "Oh, I should do that," and then I was like, "Hell no!" Why? I'm too scared to even like dabble in the path of that because I have problems dis- distinguishing if a dream was reality, like if it actually happened. Like I used to have conversations with my mom in my dreams, and then be like adamant that those conversations happened in real life. Maybe it's because you're lucid dreaming. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're already doing it. Maybe I'm a lucid dreaming master. Yeah, exactly. And it's like so, you're so good at it. So there's people that have tried to basically figure out like how to 
teach themselves how to lucid dream and teach others how to lucid dream. And actually, there's coaches online that charge people to teach people <laughs> how to lucid dream. But some other things that people um, recommend to like try to learn how to lucid dream is like keeping a dream journal, a specific one from Opus. <laughs> um and to write down like all of your dreams even if you can't remember it just to write down like I didn't remember my dream or whatever and then to start writing down things like signs of reoccurring things that happen in your dreams like let's say that you always you know are drinking water in your dream or whatever or you're always um like walking upside down or something like that you're supposed to write down these reoccurring themes because and then and then compare them to real life and so i was reading another article about this person that was saying that they try to focus on things that happen in real life that are kind of things that we like tune out but they don't happen in dreams because we tune them out right so things like the sound of your own footsteps Mm. we don't like think about that um, but if you start paying attention to stuff like that more in real life and being basically um, like cognizant of it, then when you're dreaming, you'll realize that you're walking and not there's no footsteps, huh? Because your brain wouldn't do that while you're dreaming. But you won't become like footsteps won't occur in your dream, though. You'll just be cognizant of the fact that there aren't footsteps. Exactly. <laughs> so you'll be cognizant of the fact that you're walking in your dream, but you can't hear footsteps. So then that might be what tips you off to the fact that you're dreaming. Oh my goodness. Isn't there a thing, um, oh shoot, I was just learning about this the other day, where it's like, um, like a symbol or, oh, what was this? Was this even real life? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like covering my face right now, trying to like remember. But there's people i don't know if this is real either um, there's people who like have things that they do you know how in um i know nothing you know in that movie with leonardo dicaprio um inception yes how they do the thimble thing yeah to see if it's real or not there's people i think who have those things yeah to see if they're dreaming or not well yeah and so that's basically what like like remembering all of those signs that happen in your dreams and stuff and and a big part of like learning how to do it is performing reality checks while you're awake so a lot of it Mm -hmm. is like habit forming while you're awake so so things like even like looking at the palms of your hands while you're awake and noticing like all the detail and stuff because when you're in your dreams if you try to look at the like palms of your hands like they'd probably be blurry what (laughs) what if we started doing that and then we like realized we were in a simulation (laughs) like oh do you ever when okay when I was a little girl I always like had this like thought that I was in a dollhouse and somebody else was like playing with me yeah you also had this thing about a ribbon around your neck that you're okay listen I had a weird childhood (laughs) I had some weird fears I had some existential crises (laughs) say who was this mastermind in your in your mind I have no idea I just I just oh you know what's so interesting this is another podcast topic we should do but solipsism um so so on (laughs) so solipsism is um basically the ideology that you are the only real person and everything else is a figment of your imagination Mm -hmm. um and there are people who like they genuinely believe this yeah and because it's like you can't prove like i mean i can look at you and be like yeah you look real and you seem real and whatever but i can't hear your thoughts or feel your emotions so therefore like how can i prove that you're not just a figment of my imagination well and it is so weird because sometimes i think about that and i'm like wow all these other people are like living their lives like sometimes if i'm in a i'm a very strange person but (laughs) if i'm in a mall sometimes i'll like look at somebody that i obviously don't know 
And I'm like, they're going to go home and I'm not going to know anything else about them. I know. It's and, so like, odd. They're going to go home and like maybe unpack their groceries. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's shower, is, cook it dinner. Is, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird to picture other people like going and living their lives, basically. Yeah. And the fact that like you are, are not a part conscious. of it. Yeah. You're not conscious of it. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, I hate that. Maybe we're all solipsists. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah. Similar kind of things with dreams, though, right? Because I just feel, I feel like our <clears throat> minds are so powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so interested in dreams. Because I feel like I've, I've always been really into, like, dream meanings because of this. Because I'm such a, like, dream dreamer. A dream dreamer. <laughs> Isn't there a song called that? <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like I, I feel like my dreams have always held, like, such significant meaning to me. And, like, when you look up dream meanings, it's it's always just, like, so spot on. Spot on. Yeah. Wow. I mean, how, did, how did you start being able to lucid dream? Have you always just been able to? I don't think it was – it was not something that I tried to do. I think it was just something where, in general, I feel like I try really hard to be, um, like – conscious of what's going on around me and conscious of how I'm coming across how people are reacting like all that kind of stuff like I pay attention to very small details all the time and so I think maybe because of that and I think that's why I have a hard time drinking as well because even when I do drink I could be drinking a lot and I still have a hard time like letting go the same way that other people do because Mm -hmm. I'm so conscious that (laughs) <laughs> like I'm basically not letting go. Yeah, like, the, you're like the, I'm not drunk. Yeah, like the effects are like not able to like hit me in the same way because like I'm not. I'm I'm still trying to be so like hyper aware, and so I think that that might have just like naturally lended to that. And so I don't think that I realized I was lucid dreaming. I think that I just it's it's almost like it's kind of like watching a movie. Basically, I know the dream's happening, and I know that I'm like watching it happen. But I just thought that was how dreams were. Basically. Hmm. And then one time I was just having such a scary dream and I was like, okay, I need to wake up. And then I woke up. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. Oh, and that's then, nice. <laughs> yeah. And then I started looking into it and then I was like, oh, lucid dreaming. What's, what was the scary dream? Do you remember? I'm sure it was just someone trying to kill me because all my dreams almost are like, I'm running from someone, I'm trying to hide, um, or like someone's coming to kill me. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, well, not used to, I've always had dreams where people are trying to kidnap me or something like that and i'm trying to like punch them but my punches don't get to them you have like no like you have no power behind your punch yeah like it's literally just like a touch let me tell you what that means and also screaming but nothing comes out oh i hate that yeah um so matt has the same dreams where he's trying to like fight and he has like no power i also used to have recurring dreams about alligators which is really weird yeah, in a swamp, I remember. Oh, I should have looked up sleepwalking, too. Because I used to sleepwalk like a medipaka. Did you? Oh, my gosh. It was so embarrassing because I sleptwalked until, like, middle school. So I was having sleepwalk, like, sleepovers, sleepwalking into my friend's parents' bedroom. You spooky bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrifying. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Like, I'm sure it was terrifying for those parents, too. But it was, like, it was so embarrassing. Yeah, I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah. Oh, that's horrifying. I know. Um, so if you are unable to punch in your dreams, it is supposed to reflect feelings of, like, helplessness, basically. Hmm. So quite literally, like, you feel weak. 
guys i feel weak yeah lift me up (laughs) and dreams of being chased or hiding this usually means you're dealing with feelings of anxiety in your waking life and i think that's what's kind of interesting too because i think some people aren't very conscious of their emotional and like mental well-being in real life but if you are taking note of your dreams and looking up your dream meanings then sometimes you can become more conscious of things like that and be like oh maybe i'm really stressed that's what i read today is that dreams help us develop underdeveloped parts of our being Ooh, yeah that's interesting because i do think as well um i was reading a an article about people getting burnt out and specifically millennials getting burnt out because a subscriber had um sent that through and so I was reading this article about it, and I was just now thinking, like, it it would be an interesting way. I think that we discredit ourselves in real life, and we're like, ugh, I'm not burnt out. Like, I'm not even doing that much. I'm not even working that hard, because we just want to, like, discredit ourselves in real life. But if you were having continual dreams that kind of suggested, like, a feeling of, like, burnout or anxiety or stress, that would be almost a better way to, like, reason with yourself and be like, okay, maybe I am burning out. Hmm. Huh. Without, without having, like, that ego attached where you're like, right. no, like, I'm just whatever. It's like your subconscious. Yeah. Is telling you so. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Das Antostain. It is. Do you know that one of the most common dreams that people have uh, is their teeth falling out? That's never happened to me. I've had dreams where I trip and, like, hit my teeth on things, but never just, like, my teeth falling out. But apparently that's one of the most common. Um, And they believe that it has something to do with um, the dreamer, like, something happening in their life that has caused them to, like, lose confidence. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Maybe I'm just too confident. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Got confidence coming out the yin-yang. Yeah. Um, Oh, another... Perfect segue. Another one of the most common dreams uh, is dying. Um, And this is kind of interesting. Uh, I've looked up dying before because Matt said that he had actually died in a dream. And I didn't. Wait, what? Yeah. And I feel like I didn't know it was actually possible to die in a dream. I think I had read somewhere that like you would never actually die. Like you would be about to die. Right. Exactly. Um, But I was like, oh, well, that must mean that you think you're the worst or something like that like that you whatever but apparently death in dreams is not always a bad thing sometimes it it has meaning of like you basically like leaving behind an old part of yourself yeah like a rebirth yeah and like moving on um which is a good thing really yeah that's actually a perfect segue for me because i was always really scared of this as well because i heard the myth I say myth because it is a myth, that if you uh, die in your dreams, you die in real life. Oh, no. That's like a horror movie thing. I, yeah, I know. But I was like, well, I've never died in a dream. Like, I've always... <laughs> and and I'm alive. So this seems to be so far holding quite true. <laughs> well, but like... <laughs> Can't verify for those of us that have died in our dreams. That's the thing, though. Because, like, you never hear about someone who's died in their dream because they're dead. <laughs> That's what I mean. Because people who die in their sleep... They they, can't, they don't get the chance to tell their story. No, they don't. So I was like, "This is this has to be true," and I had always like, <laughs> I don't like how that's enough for you to be like, "It's fact." 
I was very young when this was presented to me. Okay, okay you're, you're just saying it with conviction now still. So. <laughs> well, because I had never, like, pondered it again until you were like, let's do a dreams podcast. And I was like, oh. Oh, right. The fact that everyone dies in their dreams and then they die in real life. <laughs> oh, perfect timing for me to bring this up. <laughs> this scientific anomaly. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I just have a more creative mind. <laughs> and let me tell you why this is actually fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I always had dreams where I would like fall off a cliff or something and I would wake up just as I hit the ground. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you can't die in your dreams. I'm so interested to hear like what Matt, like what happened to Matt when he died in his dream. Because um, I it happens to very few people. But when I was looking up... Listen, when I was looking this up, people had some wild, like, things that they were saying that I'm like, there's no way this is true, but, like, whatever. Because the thing about... Are you gatekeeping someone else's dream? (laughs) Dude, this one person was like, I wish I had written it down. This one person was like, "Um, after extensive research, parentheses, as I've had a lot of dreams, 365 a year to be exact... (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry, did you record every day? Yeah, they're keeping a dream journal. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, well, whatever. Maybe that person really did. But their name was like, I don't know. They didn't have a picture attached to their profile. I don't trust you. (laughs) This is not clear science. (laughs) But however. Yeah, they need a statistic. Anyway, so the reason I'm so interested in it is because we don't know what death looks like. We can see what it looks like when a person in, in reality does pass away, obviously. But death is the end of experience. Yeah. Like what we experience on earth is what we experience. And then death is the, the end of that. Yeah. So we don't, we can't actually experience like death because we don't, we don't know what it is. And so the reason that people are thinking the reason we don't die is because we actually like either lack the imagination in our like mind as to what death looks like. Mm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but that's oh, that's so interesting. That's like the same thing um like someone said uh well, it's like proven somehow, I don't know how. Um through Alyssa pseudoscience. Um, <laughs> it's proven that there's like more colors than what we can see, mm. but it's like how can you even begin to th- understand picture a color that you don't can't see no kidding yeah well that's the same thing with like colorblind people i'm like how do you know what's red and and what's green if you've never seen it before yeah like i don't well i guess they wouldn't i guess you'd have to tell them yeah i'm so interested in that too um anyway so uh again about what you were saying about why people die in dreams it doesn't like it's not imminent death isn't like upon your door or anything like that um and same with when other people die in your dreams um it indicates the symbolic ending of something or uh, a transformation self-discovery or even a positive development Hmm. in your life because i think it could be the death of your old self yeah i guess so even if like you are dying it's like well maybe you like that bad like not bad but like less productive or whatever part of you it has you know see you later but the only (laughs) real thing that i found about actually dying from dying in a dream is that people with like severe heart issues if they were scared enough in a dream they could go into cardiac arrest and then therefore die from that but obviously we wouldn't know 
So look out. No. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> but that's the only thing. But I mean, that could happen from like being scared by, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, anything. Um, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm fascinated because I've been actually pretty scared of death for like a long time. Yeah. And even more so since I've been surrounded by it a lot more. And one time I was having like this, like, is it an existential crisis when you're like, <sighs> like the world and the universe and it's so vast okay um so i was having one of those and i was with like an a a boyfriend at the time an ex-boyfriend and i was like like what happens after death am i just gonna be eternally bored and he was like it's the same thing as like before you're born it's just (laughs) nothing it's nothing bro yeah basically (laughs) and i was like oh well that's kind of nice like i guess i just won't i won't know but that's the thing is like if you die in a dream, you kind of, you make it up what death looks like. So I'd be interested to hear, like, what Matt Should we bring him up here? Yeah, man. Bring him on up. I mean, might as well. We have a third mic here. Matt, come on, man. Pick up the phone. He's wanted to be involved in this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, are you in the middle of a game? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ask him anyway. Because we wanted you to be part of the podcast for a second. Um, there's eight minutes left. There's eight minutes left? Yeah. Okay. We'll come up after. Okay, I will. Goodbye. Can you hear me? Oh, you look ecstatic. (laughs) We've brought on dreaming expert Matt. (laughs) Matt, my fiancé. The fiancé. Alyssa, take the wheel. Thank you. Okay, so, wow, that's really loud. Hold on, I gotta tighten this bad boy up. Okay, so what we were talking about before you entered was dying in your dreams, and Sam was saying that you've actually... Oh, I get those all the time. You've gone done it, though. But have you yeah. died? Do you get a yeah, dream yeah, that you're dying, yeah. or no, you die? I've had dreams... I can hear myself echo. Is that normal? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. No, I've had dreams um, where... <laughs> <laughs> I've had dreams where I actually die, and I'm like... It's like I'm dead and everything's black and I'm just laying there and it's like for maybe three seconds I'm like, is this what death is like? It's <laughs> like there's not like, it, oh, wow, I'm actually still alive though. And then I'll wake up. Cause that's so a, borderline lucid dreaming then. Oh, because you're aware that you've died. Yeah. And I'll die in like plane crashes and stuff and I'll actually die. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that you watch hours of plane <laughs> crash videos before bed? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. <laughs> what say you, Matt? There's a, a small chance that they're related. <laughs> small correlation. Because that's what I was interested in. Because when I was doing my research, because I'm a professional. What's the topic of this? Dreams. Dreams. Oh, okay. Uh, when I, <laughs> the topic is specifically Matt's dreams. <laughs> We've gone into depth and depth and depth. But when I was doing my research on it, it was saying that the reason that a lot of people... Because, okay, so this is how it came about. Is that I thought that if you died in a dream you die oh i've heard that that was like an old wives tale when i was in elementary school (laughs) like when you're falling if you actually hit the ground you're dead you're dead right so i was trying to research it and um what people were saying is the reason that we often don't actually die is because we lack the imagination because like death is where experience ends so we lack the imagination to actually like create the not the persona but like you know what i mean the experience of death so i wanted to hear about your experience but your experience is just that like it's black like every time so I keep having, 
there i had this one plane crash dream that's like super vivid and basically it's happened like three times now so every time i'm on the plane i think of this dream i'm like well <laughs> maybe this is the time it comes true so at least it's on record so if i do die in a plane crash i predicted it oh like, my goodness. like final destination Ooh, that really messed me up for a long time final destination okay this is going down a really different path <laughs> but i have this dream where the plane is nose diving and i can see the ground the cockpit doors open and i can see through the ground i can see that the the plane is nose diving to the ground through the cockpit and i'm sitting there like oh shit i think i'm gonna die and then it's and then all of a sudden it hits the ground and i see the flames like the last second of like the fireball like hitting my face and then it goes black and then I'm like, oh, shit, I died. <laughs> like as if you're in a video game? Oh, damn it. Yeah. Not again. And then it's just like maybe three or four seconds of just like being like, oh, that's like disappointed. It's just like a, like a huge, amount of, <laughs> huge amount of disappointment. And then my brain like clues in that I'm not actually dead. And then I wake up. What's your heart rate like when you do wake up? fine i don't wake up like in the movies where they're like sweating and like they sit straight up But that's the thing that's so interesting is like it's interesting that you don't get so scared from this dream that you would wake up in the middle of it like before before the the blackout part happens and i have a lot of drowning dreams too (laughs) (laughs) glossing right over that we'll get to i want to hear about the drowning dreams in a second but have you ever i'm sure ever but like recently do you ever wake up like heart pounding like sweating i don't think i don't think that's happened in probably like since i was a kid really are you you not scared of death I am in real life, but subconsciously, I guess I'm not. You're just like, I'll take it. So I wonder if you're a little bit of a lucid dreamer then, and you can reason with yourself and recognize that it's a dream. I think so, too, because, yeah, I'm always questioning. When something happens like that, I'm questioning myself. Like, I'm talking to myself, like, are you actually dead? Is this what death is like? Well, like, and then that's when my brain, like, kicks in. Maybe two seconds after that. Hmm. Wow. Did, do you, has it always been like that for you or do you like did the lucid dreaming part start when in like adulthood um hmm. <laughs> i remember having like this weird like i was playing in like i was uh, dreaming in mario 64 land oh i, I used to I dream in minecraft all the time yeah and i died i died I fell in the lava and died in that one but that's the only one vividly i remember as a kid dying but i just died there like i didn't have that moment like where so yeah i guess maybe like adulthood is when it started happening where i just and the drowning ones i have all the time too and i like um, i don't know what it's always like a scenario where i'm just all of a sudden underwater and i'm trying to either get to the surface or i'm not even trying to get to the surface i'm just swimming underwater and then i know that i'm out of breath and then i start (gasps) breathing and i'm like oh shit i'm breathing underwater (laughs) and then i start breathing like the the water and i'm like oh shit i'm gonna die because i'm drowning and then all of a sudden i'm like oh wait a minute i'm still how can i breathe water and i'm still alive (laughs) and then i'll wake up weird so in those ones have you ever actually like died from drowning or are you just like this is ridiculous i'm a fish no i think it does go to black too a bit yeah it does go to black i die in all in all these scenarios it goes black and i'm dead but then I think, then I reflect on what happened, like the drowning thing. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. The plane thing, that it's just like, well, how am I still able to, like, it's just this weird moment I have where, like, it's almost, like, calming or something where I think that there is actually, uh, yeah, that's a big thing for me. I when I, I get this, like, really calm feeling for maybe, like, half a second where I'm like, oh, shit, there is something after death. Aww. And then I realized, and then I'm like, well, now what is it? Because everything's black and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself. <laughs> That's my biggest fear, that death is eternal boredom. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you've been having more 
dreams of dying mm-hmm. in the past couple years. What she's asking no. is, does our relationship make you feel like dying? No, 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 because we already talked about what dying in dreams means. Mm. Well, to an- he doesn't to, know. To answer your question, and then I want to know the answer to your that thing, that point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to your question. Uh, no, I think I've been pretty consistent. Like, the thing is, I when I did was on my little drug binge for like five years, I didn't dream at all. Like, I'd never had a dream. Really? Yeah. Really? It, it would be like I'd, I'd like go to sleep and I'd wake up. That's it. There. I was just about to ask. I was almost wondering if it was more likely that you would have dreams of dying while you were on drugs because usually dreams of death signify um, like a change. Like what about after rehab? Because usually it signifies a change in, in self or change like that you are like saying goodbye to something like your old life or whatever. But, but that's the thing is if he was in like active use, he wouldn't be changing. Yeah. He'd be like staying the same, which is why I was wondering if since you're like your guys's relationship, if you've been having them more because like there's so much like change and, and growth within or or after rehab. I think mm-hmm. mostly after rehab. But yeah, I mean, I was on so many drugs. It's not like my brain wasn't. It was literally, I would probably be in a mild coma every time that I fall asleep. Right. So it's not like, yeah, but yeah, actually, even when I was in rehab, I didn't dream much either. It took like maybe like six months or nine months where I actually started dreaming again because I didn't even dream even when I was like sober. That's so, do you think, hmm, I wonder if you were actually not dreaming or if you just could not remember it. The, the, I'm sure, I mean, I don't know. I think you. I think you're always dreaming. It's just you don't remember it if it's not that. Well, dreaming is a, um, uh, not a side effect. What am I trying to say? Uh, it's caused by REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement. Um, so you don't dream in non-rapid eye movement sleep. So REM is, uh, when your brain is active enough to, like, it's active, so you're dreaming. So if you weren't in REM sleep, which I'm assuming because drugs do affect the sleep cycle, then you wouldn't be dreaming. So, but interestingly enough, um, yeah, drug use does affect your ability to go into REM sleep, but night terrors are different from nightmares, and nightmares occur in REM sleep, and night terrors occur in non-REM sleep, and night terrors are usually not remembered. Well, I had an ex-girlfriend that had night terrors all the time, and she always told me, like, creepy stories about... Well, but, but like night terrors a lot of the time are things like um like you're par- you're awake but you can't move, but mm-hmm. you're still in a dream state where like it seems real. Like- That's paralysis though. Sleep but, paralysis, yeah. But um oh. night terrors are that where someone is actually asleep, but they seem like they're awake. Like, they could be sitting up in bed screaming with their eyes open. Oh, that's creepy. But they are asleep. And like when they wake up the next morning, they don't remember it at all. <clears throat> it's a night terror for everyone, not just Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's been an interesting mm. thing. I'm actually, I'm so interested. I, I don't want to die in a dream because I'm actually scared that I would die in real life. But I, <laughs> I, I want to do it so that I can experience what you experienced. Um, I wonder if it's different for everybody what they see. Yeah, I'm sure because it's your imagination, right? Yeah, and also probably that. your fears intertwined. Mm-hmm. But. I'm not a flame of, or I'm not a flame. I'm not a flame. I'm not a flame. I'm not a flame of blade uh, <laughs> crashes. Uh, I'm not afraid of like planes and stuff or dying in a plane crash. I've almost come to terms with it. <laughs> <laughs> I just dreamed it so many times. Now I'm just ready for it. <laughs> like when we hit turbulence, we were coming back from Mexico. Mm-hmm. For like a second, my heart started going, and then I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. 
And then I just like... You hit that calming state. Yeah, I'm just like, well, I can't really do much about it. And then I'm thinking, oh, I'm so calm about it. And then I'm like, okay, actually, if this thing starts shaking and nose diving, I'm probably not going to be this calm. <laughs> Matt's just there, like, in the movies. Just where the- calmly, like, waiting for death to <laughs> accept him. You know, like, in the movies when the orchestra starts and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly, um, psychologists theorize that the reason, like, that we've evolved to have nightmares um, to help us, to help make us anxious about potential danger, um, which can possibly prepare us for future trauma. Does that make sense? Like, especially when you're, like, cavemen and stuff, you need to, it's like fight or flight. You have to be always, like, aware of your surroundings and stuff. Yeah. And and be aware of, like, what's dangerous. But it's weird that if that's the case from evolution, then how are you able to determine what's dangerous without experiencing it? Yeah. I guess, you'd like, people would have had to experience secondhand things happening. Or well, or if they get close to, like, an edge, they're like, oh, shit, that's far down. And maybe that p- puts something in their subconscious, like, oh. Yeah, because, I mean, we all, like, we're not born with fear, right? So, like, we develop fear over time. Yeah, through external stimuli, yeah. Yeah, and so it could be something where, like, you aren't, you don't consider plane crashes a fear of yours, but you recognize that as a danger, like a potential risk. Hmm, I wonder if we have dreams about stuff we're not scared about, but we should be. Well, that I think that's part of it. Like, I think that's part of, um... But isn't that the difference between a dream and a nightmare? Oh. Oh, <laughs> wow, is Matt the expert for real? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, mic drop. <laughs> I'm not just a big man child, internet. <laughs> <laughs> Matt read one gossip page about himself and now he's going to be offended forever. <laughs> I don't even have a gossip page, so that's even more offensive. <laughs> that you know of. Oh, have you seen one? No. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's excited. Okay, great. Yeah, it's not what I wanted, even though I'm super excited. Eyes are sparkling, <laughs> glistening in the, in the sun. Um, wow. Well, thanks, Matt, for joining us on the podcast. Oh, that's it? Okay, fine. Well, no, you can stay if you want. <laughs> no, that's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe next time uh, a topic that I have more knowledge in, but thank you so much for having me. Goodbye. 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 Oh, I'm sweating already. <laughs> My ears are sweating. I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> well, thank you to your fiancé for being on the podcast. That was actually really interesting for me. Yeah. But um, something that he did touch on was sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. And I am actually super interested in that because I used to suffer from this. I haven't in a very long time. It's my worst nightmare. Pardon the pun. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, that's actually my worst nightmare. Do you get sleep paralysis? Fuck no. Like, I I don't know what... I honestly don't know what I do. Wow. Because I'm so terrified by the idea of that. Really? I cannot have control in that situation. Oh, yeah. And you do love some control. That's my nightmare. Truly. That's my nightmare. It is. So for those of you who don't know what sleep paralysis is, it's the temporary inability to move um, that occurs when you're waking up or falling asleep. And it usually only lasts a few seconds to a minute. And uh, it has to do with the transition between REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement, which I'll get into in a second, and non-rapid eye movement sleep. Um, And it actually can be inherited. So yeah, and my dad actually had really bad sleep paralysis, and um, we like we used to share a bed oftentimes when we we'd be traveling and stuff, Mm -hmm. and um, I used to have to wake him up, oh, because he'd be like, (gasps) "Is that dangerous though?" So it's it 
it's not actually like it, it's not actually dangerous it's just it's really scary for the person yeah well so from what i my research again with the disclaimers not a doctor not a scientist this is what i learned but it's yeah it's mostly just terrifying because your heart rate and your breathing patterns are still in that state of asleep which is slowed yeah and so when wakefulness is when like your muscles are working and you can like breathe and your brain activity is like at its full capacity um so you're half awake but you're half asleep so you can some people can actually open their eyes and like look around but they can't actually move their body yeah, I had a friend that had sleep paralysis like that, and she shared, like, a room with her mom, mm-hmm. and she said that she would, like, have her eyes open, and she would be trying to speak, trying to ask her mom to wake her up, because yeah. she was so terrified. Yeah, so that is, it is what it is. You, uh, It's, like, the inability to move or speak while, well, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, it's terrifying. Um, so the symptoms of sleep paralysis is, it's, like, difficult to take deep breaths. Uh, it feels like your chest is being crushed, which is why it's often related to things, um, like, demons or ghosts or spirits or whatever um because people can also have hallucinations but hold on are you asleep or are you awake you're it's it's the it's the kind of unknown between sleep and wakefulness so yeah so you can you uh, when i was looking it says that they actually don't know 100 percent what causes this oh my god it terrifies me when you are learning about things and everything that you learn about they're like we actually have no idea and you're like oh but perfect okay great so um yeah so hallucinations unable to move but you may be able to move your eyes and so they're saying okay so let me hold on i'm getting ahead of myself so let me explain rapid eye movement or rem sleep so that's the stage of sleep where the brain is very active but you are in paralysis so um there's two neurotransmitters or amino acid neurotransmitters that you have going on in your body i'm such a scientist um when <laughs> but also i'm not a scientist just <laughs> yeah. um when when you're sleeping that help you so that you you know aren't actually acting out your dreams mm. so in in REM sleep that's what's happening your brain is active but your body isn't moving and you are like fully like asleep and those neurotransmitters are GABA which we talked about all the way back in the alcohol podcast, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, back then. Um, and glycine. So GABA is, it's a neurotransmitter and its primary role is reducing uh, neuronal excitability throughout the nervous system. So it, it like calms, basically. And glycine is an amino acid neurotransmitter with the ability to both excite and inhibit meaning it can function both to stimulate the brain and nervous system or quiet it. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, I didn't find anything about this, but I wonder if because it can excite and both inhibit, if that has something to do with it. Because what if you, like, what if, (laughs) I don't know, this uh, this isn't a thing, but what if This is a theory. It's a theory, yeah. What if your glycine switches so that instead of quieting it, it starts to excite you? Mm -hmm. And so you start to kind of, like wake up instead of being asleep and then that creates this kind of like mid middle ground where you're in limbo yeah where you're like awake but yeah yeah so that's what's happening in um REM sleep so in non uh, rapid eye movement sleep um this is a dreamless sleep so in REM sleep you're dreaming in 
non-REM, you are not. So during this, the brain waves on like EEG recording, <laughs> cannot say what that fully is. Um, they're typically slow and of high voltage and the breathing and heart rate are slow and regular and your blood pressure is low um, and the sleeper is relatively still. So when sleep paralysis is happening here, your breathing is slow and, and these neurotransmitters are keeping you paralyzed, but the sleeper starts to become uh, like aware, like their yeah. brain starts to actually function. So it's kind of like this this weird thing between like sleeping and being awake it's a glitch in the matrix is what yeah let's, let's, let's not beat around the bush here that's what i'm kind of feeling it's so interesting and they know some like not even causes because they like they like i said they don't really know exactly what's going on um but they have some correlating things that like people are doing <laughs> when they're having uh sleep paralysis so they're saying that sleep deprivation or insomnia or anything that is like an irregular sleep pattern will make you more susceptible to having sleep paralysis well i'm getting on a sleep pattern then (laughs) yeah rigid a rigid sleeping pattern yeah and interestingly enough sleeping on your back can cause sleep paralysis because of obstructive sleep apnea so even Mm. if you don't yeah even if you don't it's like if your um like throat is obstructed that can cause sleep paralysis because your brain is kind of like it's struggling to breathe and so you're taken out of this like REM sleep and into like this weird yeah matrixy system yeah and if sleep paralysis is actually like so severe like you're having it all the time doctors have actually uh prescribed antidepressants at very low dosages how odd because um like lower dosages than they usually yeah, prescribe for, for yeah. depression yeah because they alter REM sleep <laughs> let me tell you something uh when i started going on antidepressants i had the most vivid dreams and nightmares of my entire life every night weird like every single time i like closed even if it was just for like a nap or something every time i closed my eyes and slept i would have the most intense dream ever and i would wake up and remember like literally every single little bit of it yeah wow it must be because it's altering your rem sleep or you're just diving right into rem yeah well uh, um let me see i have notes about that somewhere so going back to night terrors really quickly which occur in non-rem sleep so that would be same as sleep paralysis then mm-hmm. um yeah it says that it's caused by over arousal of central nervous system so that could be because like you're tired or you're ill new medication um, and even new environments as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I do find that I wake up uh, in sleep paralysis when I'm not at home or wake up like really disoriented, like, oh my gosh, where am like I? Yeah, like if you're traveling or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's, I, I don't know. Sleep paralysis is one of those like crazy things. There's a lot of like crazy stuff about like people seeing like some serious hallucinations during sleep paralysis. Like it can be like just oh. so terrifying. Um, are people usually uh like do they usually remember their sleep paralysis episodes yeah. well i guess so yeah because my friend was telling me about it so. yeah yeah I, I mean i can't speak for everybody obviously but in my experience i remember and in what i was reading they yeah. remember as well yeah hmm. yeah so you live to tell the tale yeah no kidding unlike those that died in their dreams <laughs> <laughs> such an ass i'm so glad that we all now know um that you do not actually die yeah from 
dying in your dreams. I hope that helped even one person's anxiety. If my message reached any one person, it was worth it. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Whoever was still holding on to that wives' tale from elementary school. <laughs> just you. Just you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.